0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Aspired Podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be sharing solo and guest episodes with young driven entrepreneurs and high performers, touching on topics and areas that aren't often openly discussed. How did these individuals get to where they are today? Um, You know, what were the sacrifices made? What's the side of them and a reality of their life that no one sees? And how are they really doing? Of course, as a fitness coach, conversations will also be heavily touching upon body, mind and well-being, navigating this alongside the demands of life. First off, uh, why the name Aspire? So the word aspire describes growth, vision and the pursuit of more. Ultimately, a journey I love watching unfold in many individuals, but also a journey I hope that inspires you to take up on as you join in on these episodes in your own way. If you're new here, Aspy is also the name of my women fitness coaching program because whilst the women inside our community come from all areas in the world and stages of life, uh, they all share one thing in common the, the desire to improve their health, well being, body, and fitness. Now, in the first episode, we'll be going over the top five mistakes I made in my own fitness journey um, that really slowed down my progress, but also made it a rather miserable journey. So I started my fitness journey back at the end of high school. However, for two years, I was incredibly on and off. I signed up to the gym, but it became like one of those subscriptions that you just forget about. I'd go two to three days back to back. And then as soon as I missed a day, I wouldn't see the inside of the gym for another few weeks and then month. Um, I had a lot of, you know, gym anxiety. I just didn't really know what I was doing. So that added to the resistance of actually just getting myself into the gym. Now, the first mistake I made on my fitness journey was going into it lacking a proper plan. You know, we go into our professional lives with typically a mapped out plan and stepping stones towards the big goals, right? Uh, Yet most of us stumble our way through our personal goals, especially our fitness. Without a proper plan, I would jump between machines at the gym, use whatever was available and then skip any exercises that were either too intimidating or perhaps there were just too many guys around that certain machine and I just I was too scared to go there. Now, without a proper plan and knowledge, I started falling for a lot of what I saw in Google search and YouTube, especially when it actually came to food. I followed what influencers were eating, uh, full days of eating, the foods they avoided became foods I started avoiding for absolutely no particular reason. I remember vividly following a wellness creator actually from Australia who started only baking with unrefined sugars, coconut flour, opting for raw treats over like baked foods and avoiding, you know, I started avoiding white flour, refined sugars, started also making these like raw treats because somewhat. I believe that that was better for you. Um, And you know, it's so easy for all of us to kind of fall in these traps and then to ultimately then define food as good or bad, right? And then this also then turned my relation with food into a downward spiral. Now, this leads me to the second mistake I made. I started restricting my food intake without a proper reason as to why or if I should even do this. I had no logical awareness as to what my calorie intake should have been either. I just believed that the less I ate, the better, the closer I'd get to my goals of toning up, building my confidence, getting into better shape. And that was the worst thing I could have done for my metabolism, my physical and mental health, and my life quality. The more you restrict and start creating a negative story around certain foods, the more you're going to crave those foods, the more that they'll, that food will start taking over your mental energy and restrict, restrict you in other ways, such as your social life and your ability to be present. My relationship with food got worse the longer I actually spent chasing after my physique goals with no sign of progress. I truly believed it was because, you know, I wasn't eating the right foods. I wasn't eating enough protein. But then if you were to have asked me how much protein or calories should I be eating to make progress... I really couldn't have told you with a hundred percent certainty rather just random numbers that again, I plucked from the internet from random calculators here and there. Now I still remember vividly the anxiety and guilt I feel after family meals where I eat a little bit more than I planned. Um, and then felt like I had fallen off track again, which led me to restricting the next day to then, you know, make up for enjoying a meal with my family. Um, Now, if you're from an Asian family, you'll probably also know how incredible traditional home cooked food is um, and how, you know, food is also a big part of that kind of bonding time with your family. Um, I absolutely love my parents like dumplings and their scallion pancakes. If you don't know what they are, find out because they're amazing. but every time I had them and had those meals with them, I'd be filled with this like guilt afterwards I'd I'd eat like I wouldn't see these foods again um, and that was because I had been creating this very kind of scarce mindset around food um, and I developed it because I was trying to restrict all you know my intake um, just to reach these certain physique goals. Now I know that this is very common for many females in fact like, the clients that i work with have you know expressed very similar experiences where um you know, they want to enjoy, say, those meals with their family. They really value that time, but there is just this guilt afterwards when we feel like we haven't been on plan, when it's the anxiety of actually not knowing exactly what you should be eating and how much you should be eating. So then suddenly you've created all these narratives in your head, right? Like the less we know, the more we start fearing and the more we start creating these realities for ourselves. So back then obviously I had very little knowledge about nutrition, about what foods I couldn't or could eat. And you know, like there are no foods that you can't can't eat. But because you have that lack of knowledge, um, you start fearing things, right? Because you aren't aware that actually carbs aren't going to make you fat, because you don't realize that it's just, you know, your total calorie intake and it doesn't matter what kind of foods you have, you start creating these scenarios in your head and you start believing everything you see on social media. Um, And then that really obviously affects, you know, your mental health, your physical health, your life quality, your ability to actually be present in the moment to enjoy these experiences that revolve food, that, uh, that do include food um, without you know, letting it blow up, then it really needs to. Now, the third mistake I made was, um, you know, following Instagram and YouTube workouts. Again, I know that for many of our clients, they've done the exact same thing. And um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Instagram workouts and YouTube workouts. They're great for inspiration. Um, They're great if you just wanna move your body and find something really easy and fast to do. However, if you do have specific goals that you wanna reach, it is so important that, you know, you can go into the gym with a proper plan made for you through my fitness journey, maybe like a year or two. And I realized that, okay, I actually do need a plan, right? So That was my first mistake I made. Um, so I was like, okay, I need a plan. So I'm gonna find something on Instagram, YouTube and like piece it all together. I, at this point was not willing to spend any money myself. Uh, you know, my belief was, well, if there's so much on the internet, why would I pay for someone to create me a plan when I can do it myself? And thing is, though, so this was so incorrect. And now, in hindsight, I know that that was wrong. And it was a complete wrong way of thinking um, because this held me back for years. I ran myself down with the amount of exercise I was doing, yet seeing little progress. Um, I I thought I knew what I was doing, but look, if you're not seeing the progress you like, then you probably know less than you think you do, right? And we also don't know what we don't know. Um, I was doing all these long circuits, doing eight to 10 exercises in one workout, uh, spending like two to three hours at the gym, lifting and then doing cardio and hit afterwards, chasing that burn that I was feeling, thinking this was the key to making progress. I was going to the gym every single day and you know the people around me just thought I was super disciplined, super motivated, that gym girl, but it was really just because I had absolutely no idea what I was doing and I just thought the more I did, the better my results would be, the faster my results would be. Um, but I really, really was just struggling. And now since I didn't have the right knowledge or support, I also then took this way too far and working out took over my life. Um, And again, I hear this so often where, you know, fitness should be something that elevates your life, but then somehow it becomes this obsession and we take it to the extreme. um, And it starts actually removing a lot of things from our lives, which shouldn't be the case. Um, So yeah, like it, it basically restricted me from my social life a lot because if anything got in the way of my workouts, um, if anything took me off routine, I would panic. I'd feel this overwhelming sense of guilt, um, which would then spiral into my actions around food again. And it was just never ending. It was just this never ending cycle. Um, it's like, you know, when one thing doesn't fall into place, you then start spiraling and you feel like, you know, again, you're falling off track. You're not doing as well as you should be. You start questioning whether you're disciplined enough for your goals. And then when you don't make progress, you start, it's almost self-sabotaging, right? And you kind of say, oh, it's all your fault because you enjoyed a night out, you had a few drinks here and there and you just wanted to live like your best life. So look, like if you are on your fitness journey, something that you really need to remember is that ex- exercise should not be guilt-driven. Uh, you should not be going to the gym as a punishment, but rather exercise should be driven out of the pursuit to better yourself it should empower you. It should show you, you know, what you're capable of mentally and physically, because a lot of your fitness journey is going to be a mental journey. It's a form of self-care and self-love, not a form of punishment. And it's too often that so many of us go into our fitness journeys, seeing it as a to-do, seeing the things that we need to do, whether that's just going out for some steps to add some more movement into our days, eating better for ourselves, meal prepping so that, you know, we have our meals in place, Um, going to the gym, we start seeing it, seeing it as this like laundry list and a to-do list, and it becomes really overwhelming. It becomes a to-do rather than a get-to-do. Um, so yeah, we really need to start seeing this as, you know, a form of self-care, like you get to move your body, you get to fuel it with the right foods. So make it a priority, not a form of punishment because maybe you've gone out for an extra meal out or you've overindulged over the weekend, weekend. It's not a form of punishment. The fourth mistake um, that I made, again, not really a mistake, but it's a way of thinking that I know a lot of us fall into is that all nothing mindset. It's a belief system that, you know, really does not serve you. And the all nothing mindset comes with very unrealistic expectations, right? Of perfection. Nothing in life is going to be perfect and your fitness journey will definitely be far from it. Now, this set me back for so long. Every time I was, you know, off track with my nutrition, went out for a meal that maybe wasn't planned because things are gonna happen that's unplanned, like life can be spontaneous and you need to allow it to be spontaneous at times, Um, I felt like a failure. And I decided to completely bomb it for the rest of the day or the week, right? How many of us tell ourselves we'll start again on Monday because, oh, the weekend I went out for a few extra meals, Maybe I skip to workout and I have to restart on Monday where I have to restart the next week, right? Um, It's always about like restarting, getting back on track. Now this also happened with my workouts and not just food. So I would either have this like streak of workouts and just felt incredible. I felt like I was on a high or I'd miss one and just not have that mental flexibility to recognize that it's okay for me just to shift my workouts to another day or just to have time off and just pick things back up from where I left off. Um, I see this very often in, you know, even our clients and the people that join us, they go away on holiday and they're asking, what do I do with my workouts? Like, is this gonna throw me off the program? Um, They fall ill, right? And then it's this massive sort of like, oh, what do I do now? Like, how do I get back on track? Like, where do I start? Like what happens to my plan? Um, And it's because often we see our fitness journey or our workout plans, again, as this like X week program or this thing that we have to be perfect on. Um, But we really need to start seeing our fitness journey as just something that fits into our life, that elevates it. um, And to actually allow flexibility to know that there's going to be times where you're away on holiday. So you're not going to be like, let's say per se on plan. Um, And that's okay. Like that is part of life, right? Fitness needs to fit into your life. Now, the more you chase perfection, um, the further you'll actually move yourself away from your goals. Chasing perfection leads to a lack of action and rather self-sabotage. So instead of focusing on perfection, focus on taking imperfect action. What does that mean? Imperfect action is taking action even if it's not perfect because this in itself is better than not taking any action at all. We, we encourage all our clients to embrace progress over perfection, um, to embrace and learn from their m- mistakes and to just keep moving forwards, to keep that momentum going because the hardest thing is having that momentum and then having this like perfection or the streak that you're aiming for and then having one day where you're not on that streak, that streak ends and then you tell yourself that, oh crap, like, you know, you're falling off track again. And it's that mental barrier of being like, okay, now I have to get back on track. Rather, change the narrative and don't allow yourself to almost create the narrative of you falling off track. Rather, it's just life, like you're gonna have times where everything just fits into place and it's working out smoothly and then you're gonna have days where (laughs) life is just crap. And you have to keep going, just keep the momentum going and keep taking imperfect action. Now, when you keep that momentum going, and you keep just showing up yourself, you are going to create consistency. And what I hear from so many people on their fitness journey or whatever sort of goals you have in life is that they find it really, really hard to stay consistent. And the reason being is because we keep chasing perfection. You aren't going to be consistent if you're chasing perfection because you're never going to have perfection. Um, So again, it's important that you really embrace just taking action, regardless of how perfect that action is. That consistency and being able to stay on that momentum is always going to trump perfection. And that is how you're actually going to reach your goals. That's actually how you're going to progress, right? You may have to take a detour at times in life. You may have to take a detour on your goals but that's better than stopping the car altogether or getting off the journey. Now, the final mistake I made was expecting, say, three years of progress to be made in like three months. Unrealistic expectations, um, you know, based off what i seen on social media and comparing myself to others um, made me feel like I was failing. Uh, and I think, again, this is so easy for us to fall into the trap of, right? Like we compare our internal life to someone's external life. We see something on social media, how someone else is living their life and we compare it to the challenges that we face failing to recognize that each individual also goes through their own challenges. And that's something that perhaps we don't share on social media. We don't go around sharing our failures, um, the day-to-day struggles, maybe the days where we are just really sad and things just aren't going our way. Um, But obviously we we share our wins. We share the things that are highlights, right? The highlight reel. And it's so, so easy um, to fall into the trap of comparing our internals to someone's externals. Same thing with our expectations. It's so easy to set these unrealistic expectations for ourselves based on what we see from someone's highlight reel. I failed to recognize, you know, the progress that I was making on a day to day. Um, And again, it's very easy to do that when we see what everyone else is doing, right? And we're so focused on someone else's journey that we forget to focus on our own journey. And look, like that only led to self-sabotage. And this is why, you know, it's so, so important that you track your own progress, your check-in photos, um, you know, all these other measurements of progress as well. That's beyond just your body, right? Your mental health, your energy, um, your boundaries, your self-care, your routine, your morning routine, your nighttime routine, um, all these other ways to measure progress. That's not just your check-in photos or things that you can show online, um, and it is so, so important that you know you do zoom out and remind yourself that you're not going to see changes week by week, day by day, um, but rather month by month and over the course of a year, you will, right? Um, so just remembering that when you look at your goals, really ask yourself like, are these realistic? Um, and are these based off actually what I want and what's gonna elevate my life and make me genuinely feel better um, from the inside out? Or are these maybe goals and expectations that I've created based on what someone else is achieving and what someone else is showcasing on the internet? Um, Because if you are chasing what you think is gonna make you happy or what you see other people chasing and the results that other people are getting and their expectations, you're never gonna be happy. And it's like, you know, it's like say, if you follow a lot of competitors online, you see the bodybuilding world. This is something I got caught into when I was bodybuilding, but you know, you see what else, everyone else is achieving and you almost create this ideal goal for yourself based on what other people are achieving in their journey, um, only to realize that, Hey, this actually is not what you want. So really, really ask yourself when you set yourself fitness goals or any other goals in life is like, Firstly, are these realistic expectations based on my current lifestyle, even the circumstances that you have, you cannot expect yourself to make the same rate of progress or have the same type of fitness journey. Um, If say you are a mother with a full-time job who literally has barely any time for herself compared to someone who's say single in their twenties, maybe they run their own business. For example, me, right? I have the flexibility now of working out when I want to work out, Um, you know, prioritizing the things that really matter to me and doing things when I want to do them. Um, But if you work a full-time job and you work for someone else, you're not going to have that luxury. So you simply couldn't have the same expectations and demands um, as me, right? So it's important that you really look at whether your expectations on yourself are realistic and really fit into your life. So if you are currently on a fitness journey or you're about to start one um, and you're expecting yourself to say, obtain your dream body in three months, six months, or even a year's time, and you're just waiting for that end goal, um, you'll be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> the dream body that you know you want is going to take years of consistency, uh, but also there shouldn't even be an end goal in mind because you can always become better, right? And fitness, as I said before, needs to become a part of your life it's not something that you stop once you get to that ideal body you want um, because the goal is then to sustain that, right? Not to reach it and then go back to your old habits and see yourself putting, say, the back on the weight or falling out of shape again. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, when you start your fitness journey, I can tell you now having see myself 10, 15 kg lighter to where I am right now, um, having competed and gone to those extremes. I can tell you now that, you know, like the goal that you have right now with your body is not actually going to bring you happiness or more confidence. Like yes, to an extent, when you get into better shape and you feel fitter and you're stronger and you're faster and all that, yes, you are going to feel better, but, um, that is not the be all end all. It's really just, it's really the journey in itself. It sounds very cliche. Um, but it is the journey of seeing yourself show up on those hard day on those hard days um seeing yourself perhaps struggle through certain challenges on your way that's actually going to build the confidence that you want that's going to actually build that happiness in your life that you want because you now know that you can do hard things and then yeah when you get into your best shape yeah that feels amazing but um the most rewarding thing is actually knowing the journey that you went through to get there and to obtain that body that you wanted, the health that you have wanted to achieve, maybe um, the goals that you wanted in your performance, whether that's lifting a certain amount of weight or running a half marathon or a marathon. So yeah, this is, you know, why when we coach our clients, we tell them that it's really about learning to enjoy the journey to learn how to fit fitness into their life rather than just only focusing on that one end goal. And, you know, when anyone joins our program or, you know, when they talk about signing up to a program where that's with us or with someone else, um, when they're starting their fitness journey. Um, you know, a big emphasis that I want them to recognize is that when you are signing up to be coached or when you're joining a program, it's not simply saying, okay, now for the next X amount of weeks, I'm working on this particular goal, but rather it really needs to be seen as, okay, I'm starting this journey of changing my lifestyle and I'm now creating a lifestyle that's going to benefit me for life, not just for 12 weeks or for the next year until I hit X amount of weight or until I reach this certain goal, but rather I am doing this to actually create a long-term lifestyle change. You are learning, you know, to change your internal beliefs as well on your fitness journey because your past beliefs and mindset that got you to where you are today um, are not going to take you to where you want to be in the future. So right now, you know, if you're not in a place where you're very happy with your body or your health and, you know, you're not in the best place, your internal beliefs right now and your mindset, um, is ultimately what got you to where you are right now. And that same set of beliefs and mindsets is not going to get you to where you want to be. Um, so when you do start this fitness journey, when you do start with a coach or program, understand that it is really a holistic, um, you know, change in your lifestyle in the way you think, the way you eat, the way you move, the way you live, not a X week program to strive for perfection, to try to lose X amount of weight, because that's never going to work. And that is ultimately the reason why people lose weight just to gain it back again. And they're in this endless cycle where fitness seems so overwhelming, where fitness seems to just take up their life, where they're always thinking about the next time they have to diet again. Um, And it just seems like almost this myth, right? Like I feel like for a lot of people, fitness seems like this myth where they just can't hack it. (laughs) Like it must be that they haven't found the right diet plan or the right program. Um, but that's not the case. The case is that they haven't been taught to really actually see fitness as something that fits into their life, not a program or a plan. And now look, when fitness does become a lifestyle, you no longer will feel like there's this laundry list or of things to do, a checklist of tasks to do. Um, and staying in shape and just being healthy really becomes a part of who you are. And now it does take time to get there. It takes a change of habits, which obviously is really hard because firstly, habits are hard to create, but also habits are hard to break out of. And now you can see that in a good and I guess a positive and I guess a negative light, like obviously poor habits are going to be hard to break out of. But at the same time, when you create positive habits, they're also going to be hard to break out of, right? Um, And it's going to take a change of mindset, but the effort is going to be well worth it. If it means, you know, you get to wake up every day loving how you look and feel, bettering your health, well-being and creating a long and healthy future for yourself. And that is going to have a domino effect in every other area of your life. It's going to benefit your relationships your ability to set better personal boundaries, um, even your career. Like, if you can show up with more confidence, more self belief, really back yourself, um, be able to actually work with more productivity, not have those, you know, afternoon slumps because you know actually how to take care of your well being, um, then you're gonna see your career skyrocket as well, right? Like, everything starts and ends with you and your well being and your general lifestyle and fitness. So, obviously, like, having made these mistakes myself, If I could go back and tell my younger self what I know now, I'd have told her to actually have reached out to her first coach way earlier to have recognized that, you know, a coach wasn't a cost, but rather an investment. I spent a long time trying to figure things out myself. And I think, yeah, you can get, you know, to to a certain place, figuring things out yourself, but it's just going going to take a lot longer than just, Getting help from someone who's walked the walk, who knows exactly what they're doing, who can just tell you what to do, do things correctly um, and save yourself a lot of time. And I guess a lot of like, you know, trial and error, having to go through perhaps a poor relationship with food to realize that you shouldn't be restricting, right? To go through um, even just over exercising and eating, If you guys have followed my journey for a while, you know that when I first started my journey um, at uni, I was overdoing a lot of things. I lost my period for three years, my hair was falling out. I really went through a lot of crap and you know, I could have avoided all of that if I had realized that I could just reach out for help and that it wasn't going to be a cost, but rather something that would really, really benefit my life. So yeah, I truly would not be where I am today um, without having worked with my first coach. Like I'm so grateful for him. and, you know, I still have coaches and mentors in my corner to this day just because I really believe in um, the power they can have in, you know, even the small conversations that you have with them, sparking new ideas, helping you just to get out of your own way. Like it is so easy for us to get our own ways um, to create this lim- these limiting beliefs to perhaps not believe in ourselves the way that we really should be and to have someone in your corner to show you the way someone who's walked the walk, as I said, really does get you so much further in life at a faster rate Um, and one thing that I really want you to take away from this is look like you are the common denominator in all areas of your life so if you want to improve your life to be happier to be more successful you have to improve and upgrade yourself constantly so if you're someone who's saying you know I don't have time to work on my fitness right now my health to make meals for myself to really change my lifestyle habits because I'm currently working on my career because I wanna make more money. I wanna do better in my professional life, get that promotion. You are actually stopping yourself from achieving more in your career by neglecting your health and fitness because you are the common denominator. Like if you are not in your best form, how can you expect yourself to be at your best form at your job to be doing your best in your career? Same thing with like your relationships. If you feel like perhaps you're not where you wanna be in your personal relationships will look like, a relationship between two people involves you as well, right? You are 50% of a relationship. And if you don't have the best relationship with yourself right now, in terms of how you are taking care of yourself, your well-being, again, your body, your fitness, your mind, then you're not going to be able to get the most out of your relationships. So you really are the common denominator in every area of your life. So if you're doing well in a lot of areas, then that's, you know, your fault. But, um, as harsh as it sounds, like if you aren't doing so well in other areas, well then that's also probably your fault because you're not pouring back into yourself. So for those of you who have followed my journey, the secret to how I've taken myself from, you know, the girl with very little self-belief, confidence, social anxiety, I literally like would panic, (laughs) picking up the phone, talking to a waiter, like I would rehearse what I had to say to someone before I said it and I would rehearse it like 10 times from the girl who had, you know, a terrible relationship with food to now, to now running a international coaching business where I get to work with females all over the world to improve, you know, their fitness, their health, confidence, well being, um, traveling the world, speaking on stages about the work that we do at Aspire Coaching whilst pursuing my own fitness goals and staying in shape all year round, comes to one simple thing. I've never stopped investing myself since I started into my own growth, um, you know, in actually connecting with people who have walked the same path that I want to walk, uh, really, really kind of reviewing my circle and the people around me so that, um, I can make sure that, you know, the connections I have, the people I speak to are always going to empower me to become that better version of myself. Um, and just, really really reminding myself that hey I am the common denominator so um almost taking like okay if and as I said like if a part of my life isn't going too great kind of taking responsibility for that to say well I am the common denominator in my life so where is it that I'm not actually pouring back to myself um that's allowing maybe my personal life or my relationships to not go the way I want to um and you know like I was having this conversation with my friend actually yesterday we were talking about you know mental health and I realized like as an entrepreneur and an as someone who runs my own business, it is very easy for me to not give myself a day off, to not give myself time off. And then that leaks into my mental health. And recently I've just felt like I've been in this massive slump. Um, my productivity dropped, like I was just having this like existential crises. Um and I realized like for a very long time I just was not going to therapy or talking to my therapist and just giving myself time to actually think about what my own needs were, um, what truly makes me happy, like when do I actually need to take a break and recharge? and because of that, I was, you know, finding that, oh, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled from my business. I wasn't doing as well in um, just making time to connect with people. Um, and I was blaming all these external circumstances, but it kind of just came back down to me, right? I'm the common denominator. I wasn't actually investing into my own mental health. Um, so just something to really think about. So this wraps up the first episode of the Aspired podcast. I hope this was informative, inspiring, and pushes you to make the changes you need in your life to become the best version of yourself. Life's too short to be passive. So I hope this helps you to take the actions you need today. Thanks for listening. And yeah, if this was helpful, do me a massive favor and subscribe. Let me know what stood out to you the most in the comments below. If you are tuning in on YouTube or screenshot and tag me on Instagram. Um, If you're listening to this on Spotify, so I know that you're tuning in and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Thank you.